My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome to Judd's Hockey Show. Zolgad here at the X. AJ Fredrickson, home base, overseeing all things to make sure that this live stream is out there and also um, put on for the podcast and also a stream after we are done. So, you know, heck, if you really enjoy the show, you can go back in the morning and watch it again. 5-3, the wild wins. Okay, AJ, I'll play along. Three consecutive wins now. Uh, You get blown up by Tampa Bay last Thursday, but then you come back and beat a good Florida Panthers team on Friday. You beat the Carolina Panthers in Carolina on Sunday, and... um, you beat Washington 5-3, to three, which is a nice score, until you look at the fact that Washington scored two very late goals and exactly the type of thing that you don't want to see. Uh, but nonetheless, there were plenty of positives here. Now, you told me a couple of days ago, I think when we did a show yesterday, you said, Judd, I'll start to buy in one that I think you said they have to win all three home games. They got Nashville, and then before they have the bye week and also the All-Star break, they have the uh, pathetic Ducks on Saturday. You said... They have to win all three games fairly big, and I believe you put it at six goals, and they scored five. So, um, what is so? How close did did they come? They do get the win. They do get the two points. How close did they come to fulfilling your expectations with this performance against Capitals? This was a case of I'm not sure if the Wild looked unbelievable and and a wagon, or if the Capitals surprised me with how bad they are because they They're really old, AJ. They are so old, Judd. They're I thought the old. Penguins were old. This team might be just as just as elderly. Um, they, as Tyler's saying here, Ovi noticeable we're gonna, tonight was not himself, and I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. We're, we're going to talk about this because he's breaking a, a Cardinals Olgadian rule. I would love to hear about that in a bit, but uh, this. Um, Five goals against this Capitals team is worth something, but maybe not as much as um, maybe potentially one of the Western Conference opponents you have here in the coming days. Um, I think I had um, one of our loyal listeners, Urban, reach out to me on on Twitter. Um, He stated in one of our shows the other day that the East he feels is not uh, not the strong, you know, as strong of a conference as maybe the West. I maybe missed that comment. Maybe I just didn't believe it at the time. This kind of shows it because the Capitals are fighting for a, a wild card spot. They're only a couple points back as of you know a, ahead of this game. That 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 drastically changes changes my opinion of those fringe East teams because right now the Wild would be in the mix if they were in the East based on even all the injuries, all the poor play, and the slow start. This team would be. I would have so much faith if they were in the the other conference. If they were located in Maine. If they were you know in South Carolina, something along those lines. But uh, th- in the West, it's it's going to be more of an uphill climb and uphill struggle. Five goals is something, and the puck movement tonight was a little bit better than what I thought. The discipline is still an issue. That I, It seems like that's just not going to go away. They're still going to have issues of go, going to the box. But the point is now, it seems like they're doing better on the penalty kill. And frankly, I guess before, could it have gotten uh, gotten much worse? I don't think so. Um, but you know, the, do this in two more games still look as good. And the thing is, if you can do this, um, I want to say, who is it? Nashville? Is it Nashville next Thursday? Yeah. It's Thursday. a huge game. It's an enormous two points without that, giving up a point. That is the one that I think is like, if you really look fantastic and you dominate, I, I'm not ready to say the party's back on. 
I'm not even close to that, but that's going to push me in the direction of getting out on the dance floor. How about that? I'll say this for you. It's a must win. I think Thursday is a must win. If you want to be taken seriously um, there, here's your problem. Okay. So I'm just pulling up the standings right here. Uh, The wild now has 47 points for the time being. They have jumped the blues, but they came into tonight behind. And and this is not for a playoff spot because the two wildcard teams in the West are the Kings with 53 points and the Predators, who they're going to play with 51 points, okay? Mm-hmm. The next the next teams in front of them are Arizona, 49 points. Calgary, which is playing St. Louis right now and winning, I think, 3-1 to one, the last I saw, 47 points. Seattle, 47. St. Louis, 46. So the Wild has jumped them right now. But the problem is this, like this Calgary Blues game, okay? That's points somebody's going to get. Mm-hmm. And and this is where you created by having two huge slumps. Like you can have one big slump, but by having two huge slumps, this is where you've created a real, real conundrum and problem. And so, yes, I think it sounds crazy to say probably in, in January, late January, but I think that this game against the Predators is huge. Now to answer your question, the Capitals just look incredibly old. Um, they are, and, and Darcy Kemper looks sort of like Darcy Kemper that I, I, was used to, and I know he won a cup with the Avs, and I know he's played well at times, uh, but there was a reason why he that, that that Chuck Fletcher back in the day had to go trade for Dubnik, and it was because Darcy Kemper just fell apart completely, and Darcy Kemper, um, I think it was the third goal, I think was Johansson's first goal, and we'll talk about him in a, a second, too. I got some gripes yeah. with him, um, but <laughs> Johansson's first goal was a really bad goal, and so, you know, I think there's two ways age that are very fair to look at this game one is you took care of business now the two late goals do bug me but you took care of business um but the second thing is yeah you were not you were playing a team i don't think they played last night they played tomorrow night but washington looked tired washington looks really old washington to me personally looks slow mm-hmm. um but the wild took advantage they've won three consecutive games but i do think that that's to to your point and the Ducks game, I mean, my God, if you don't win that, just go, go home. Uh, go play golf. But yes. these these next two Western Conference games, I think you need to come away with two points in each. And and, and you do not need to be, especially against the Predators, if that, that goes to overtime or a shootout, I think it's a problem. But this was uh, – this team, I don't know what to say about it. Like, every time you think it, – it's, it's back to, to being, you know, and it's – a different roster but what i used to call the furious rallies every time you're like okay you're probably dead now they come back storming back no we're not dead we'll show you we'll show you billy g don't you make trades improve us i mean i feel like i'm watching a replay of the viking season and and i'm sort of pissed at myself because i did buy into oh they're looking pretty good you know yeah um oh oh, oh josh Dobbs. Oh, oh maybe they can make the playoffs <laughs> oh no i think they can perhaps they can catch detroit oh i think they can you know and then they just kick you right in the groin so i feel like i'm not gonna i don't have any interest as george bush once said in getting fooled again um so i'm watching this all from a very probably unfairly negative perspective of i feel like if i buy in now it's just you know Somebody's going to go out. Something's going to take place. And I don't know how long can Gus play like this. Gus was very good again tonight. Now, now he did uh, the first goal is not, is not his fault. 
Maroon, I think, lost his guy, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, the last two goals, the last one by Mantha, or I'm sorry, the second to last one, the penultimate goal by Oshi got tipped. So that's a damn t- near impossible save, right? Yeah. And Mantha was on the doorstep. I thought Gus played well. But every time Again? I think that, right, but every time I think that, it's like we'll go through a stretch where Gus allows a softy or three, and then I'm like, yeah. I'm back to, well, which is which is the real Gus? So I'm very pessimistic still, despite tonight's win. And I want to address this, and a couple of people are also saying this um, in the live chat here as well, suggesting maybe you go Nashville, like we said, up to this point, you could coin it as the biggest game of the season. It is a must win. I mean, how many times can we say every game from here on out for this team, if they do want to have a success and hopefully make the playoffs, is a playoff-type game, playoff atmosphere. But Gus on Thursday, Nashville, that's a massive game. You have to. That's a quality squad. You need points there, and you probably have to do it in regulation. If you can get those games, this is going to be your benchmark, in my opinion, and I'm not going to be opposed to this despite his first start in the NHL. Turn on Hockey Day Minnesota. one. As, as superstitious as this is, the team the team just is flat out. Maybe it's the NHL script writers, but they're good. They they're play good. Great. They're they play great on hockey day they in Minnesota. Do. I don't know what asses. it is. It's incredible. So what better way to have a bounce back second game? Wipe the slate clean and throw Jesper Volstead in the net against the woeful, painful the 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 rubber ducks on Saturday. That is ex- I because that gives Billy Garen also a gauge of. They know behind the scenes, I'm assuming, a better idea of Marc-Andre Fleury, how long he's going to be out. We still are in murky waters with that as you know, outsiders looking in, but I'm sure they have a better idea. And if it is a longer-term thing, you're going to have to have a more than reliable backup in Jesper Wallstead. That's going to be a benchmark because if he can lock things down, maybe he lets one tip goal in, blah, 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 but they win 4-1 to one on home ice. Um, they look good. They, you know, it, it, this duck, The Ducks maybe are still going to block a few shots. But if Jesper Wallstead can look good, then that helps over that that lets you marinate over that long All Star game break. The game, the break I know you hate here, but well, Bill it's, a bye. Can, it's ten days off. It's ridiculous. It's insane. But that's gonna let the, that thought of you know what maybe we do need to get a, a depth guy here and there. And I I don't think Bill Guerin, if they, he does want to make moves, is gonna sell the farm on anything because I think he still knows the identity of what this team actually is. But if you win on uh, on Thursday against Nashville, you beat the Ducks and you get all six points like I said you needed to. And Wallstead looks good and that reassures you there. I mean, why not have a little bit of optimism about this team? And I mean a little bit, not a lot, a little bit. Right, right. On Flurry, here's the problem. My guess is that they certainly have a far better idea of where things stand than we the public do. But it's a it's almost certainly a concussion. And the problem is you, you can, you know, age, you can wake up one day. Flurry can wake up tomorrow feeling great. I'm, I'm back. I'm set to go. And then he goes out and practices and the headaches come back. And so, like, th- that's the problem is, is I think that the team, the team certainly from the medical standpoint knows way more. But that's what makes this so frustrating. It's like if you hurt your knee, right, there's a timetable on that. Like if you suffer an injury to your body, you know, to an appendage, there's a timetable. It might be a long time, but there's a timetable. Concussions, man, and and I told you, I Googled flurry and concussions, and I found like two or three previous ones. And mm-hmm. as you said on the show yesterday, that gets to be a problem too, and that can be a lingering. Now they're coming back more often. 
Um, I absolutely hate this because for for him, uh, but I just I don't know. And I don't think that they know. I will tell you this. I love what you said. Wallstead starting Saturday. It ain't going to happen. They don't play for 10 days. We're getting, we're going to get Gus, Bus, Gus, Bus, Gus, Bus. Like it or not, they're going to ride this thing because he's then off for 10 days. And I'm sure he's go, going to go to a beautiful part of the world and get some <laughs> R&R. I will be absolutely, and I, I like your idea. I agree with it. But I will be absolutely astounded if we don't see Gus in three consecutive games. Um, let's move on to Marcus Johansson. Let's do it. Okay. He drives me up the wall. Tonight he's playing a former team. What do we get? We get him engaged. We get him showing the flashes that he did when his contract was about to expire last year when he came here in a trade, I think, from the Capitals again, right? I think they, they reacquired him from the Capitals. Yeah. Last year, okay, so we get that we get that that mojo, that JoJo. He's like, oh man, all of a sudden, because he's not a bad player. No, this is an indictment of him. This drives me absolutely nuts. He so tonight he plays like Felino plays almost all the time, totally engaged. And here's what drives you really crazy: unlike Felino, who can score and score tonight, when when Marcus Johansson plays like he did tonight. He's going to get your points. Yeah. And he is way more of a natural, gifted hockey player than Marcus Felino is. And seeing that tonight, seeing him decide to assert himself, to apply himself, he is the student who could get straight A's, but he's very happy with a C plus until he sees, you know, until he's until he enjoys the topic, or in this case can put it to his former team. Mm-hmm. Age, this drives me absolutely crazy. What we saw tonight should be the expectation consistently, and instead, it is the it is it is him, you know, deciding. Oh, tonight, tonight, I'm going to turn it on. I hate that. He is he is the light switch hockey player. It's it's just constant on or off. It's 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 the flavor of the night. What uh, what do we want to be here? Do we want to be a productive? top six forward who's able to slice and dice cut through the neutral zone with speed uh dipsy doodle around a defender lays a nice pass across the the offensive zone to the back door where i find you know a matt boldy or something along those lines a ryan hartman there on the back door for a good opportunity or do i want to kind of stumble through the neutral zone almost like it's a sobriety test and i fumble the puck uh and now okay we're gonna lackadaisical head back to our zone and you know it's a 200 foot game but i might only play 150 feet because i'm marcus johansson and i got the cool mojo dojo nickname and blah 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 just just Turn the light on and break the switch off, man. Like you've had more than enough nights off here the first half of the season. There should be more than enough in the tank where you should be going 110% every single night the rest of the season. Because frankly, that's what that's what this team has brought you in for. That's what they've seen. That's what they expect. And that's what the fans expect. Given the the trials and tribulations this team has gone through, there's no reason why you shouldn't have a fire in your belly to step up and be a guy for this club. Go out there and you 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 know you can do it. And that's and I think to your point is the most frustrating thing. You see it, I see it, everybody in the chat here sees it. People up in the 200 section in the standing room waiting to get a hot dog. That they see it. He can be a good player for this team and be productive. He's the guy that, like, if you get into a playoff series, if you're the opposition fan, you're watching like, God, I hate this guy, Marcus Johansson, because Maybe I don't really know who he was, and like you know, I know I know the name, but he's not you know that's not a guy. But then you see him play a couple games, and you're like, 
God, this guy's a pain in the ass. Like he is just everywhere. He's he can be that guy for the wild. He just doesn't choose to be every single night. And I don't understand why. Like, is it a mental block thing where he just he sleeps wrong and he just wakes up? And he's like, I'm not that no. guy today. Like, what no. just be the guy? Just it's do laziness. It. It's laziness. He's he he when he had when he was traded here from Washington last uh spring, basically, on an expiring contract, he had every reason to play hard, and he did. And if you recall, we all said, oh, okay. So when his first stint here, when he didn't play that well, he was hurt clearly because he, he got hurt. I think it was a 2020 pandemic year in a game here at the X early in the season. I want to say the wild was playing the Kings and he got checked in the corner and hurt his shoulder. And so we all said, okay, back then he was hurt. This is him though. Now fully healthy, right? Gets the contract. I believe he's got the no trade. And what happens? Reverts back to, oh, you know, I mean, the thing about him that drives you nuts when he's playing well or when he is, I should say, applying himself is he's silky smooth. Like, like there is some real talent there. This whole thing about he was put on the, I think he was put on the first power play at one point earlier this season because his zone entries were so good. And that's what he can do. He's got that skill, but he doesn't apply himself and it's laziness. And it's just, it's, it's inexcusable because this team needs there. This team's not talented enough to have a guy like that take nights off. Like, it's not like they've got talent through their lines. I mean, they've got a lot of guys that can muck it up, but I mean, they don't have this great silky smooth team and he is silky smooth when he so chooses. So like tonight I was I'm up here in the press box watching and I'm going crazy. I'm going nuts, Sage, because I'm like, what, what, where is this? Why don't you see this? You know, this is what you need to see consistently. Um, your point on the power play, first of all, get this, and this will segue into what I can consider to be the elephant in the room tonight here at the X. Mm-hmm. Um, but get this one, okay? Oh, to your point from before, the Wild came into this game from a penalty kill standpoint um, at 72.8%. That put them 30th in the league overall. It gets worse. They came in dead last, 32nd in the league, in home PK at 70.1%. So on the penalty kill at home, they are awful. They can't get worse, basically. <laughs> now, now, what if I was to tell you that the Capitals, who went one for four, to, uh, because they did score on their last power play with Marco Rossi in the box for hooking, um, the Capitals came into tonight in the league 27th in power play percentage at 14.2%. 14.2%. I mean, not bad, awful, atrocious. The only teams the only teams behind them are St. Louis at 13.8, Calgary 13.8, Philadelphia 13.3, Pittsburgh the same, and dead last, the Blackhawks at 12.2. Uh, just for a point of reference, the Wild is at 20.8, 17th. This is a team with, with Ovechkin. And the power play has been absolutely atrocious, which has been their bread and butter. And that leads me to, the, and I, I see a ton of comments, and it's sad, but it needs to be talked about. Alexander Ovechkin is 60-some-odd uh, goals away, AJ, from Gretzky's record. And he's 38, I think. We talked yeah. about this on Monday, but and I'm not sure what you thought. After seeing him play tonight, unless he is in unless he's either hurt, which I'm told he's not, or he has allowed himself to sort of go shape-wise and he's going to uh, take the coming off season to get himself back into shape, if this is him now, 
this is going to be a slog to get. I mean, this was sad. The Zolgadian rule, of course, is walk away while there's still some pride left. But he's too close to Gretzky to do that. And what are the Capitals going to do? Are they going to just, like, if this is him now, are they just going to allow this? Because it is very, I mean, it, it tonight I thought was pathetic. And, and it hurts me to say that. I'm sure he, you know, this guy's got a lot of pride. He's got a cup. He's been one of the great players, and he's on the precipice in a couple of years, hopefully, of being the all-time leading goal scorer in the history of the league. But in a league now that moves, you know, at the speed of sound, gone are the days where Gordie Howe could play till 52 because you could in, in the 70s into the early 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what the answer is here, but my God, if this is him now, he's going to reach 60. You know, he's going to get to Gretzky. It's going to take him like three years, and I don't know what he's going to be doing when he does it, but playing hockey at an elite skilled level would not strike me as what he's doing or going to, to be, unfortunately. Yeah, the, the this was depressing to watch. Like, this felt like closing a chapter on my childhood. I mean, I've been watching this guy since 2005, just light it up. And I li- like Wheaton talked about, I want to say, I want to say yesterday, when's the last time you can remember him having a scoring slump? Like even his slumps are more consistent and more prolific than most guys. Um, and Ron here, the great eight showing his age 38. I wanted to be able to say like the great 38 this year. I just can't. He, he looks, he, like you said, maybe it's out of shape. Maybe we can do the overweight 38. I'm not sure, but this is, this is just sad to watch. Um, even on the power play where he was out there and I get it. That's you. You, you can't not have him out there. But he's like Pat. He's passing the puck more than I would expect. Alexander, like I miss the days where he was selfish and like I'm here. I'm standing yeah. still, even if you guard yep. me, I'm gonna shoot the puck. We're not seeing that. He's trying. He like he almost is trying to like adjust his game and be a playmaker now. Um, just but yeah, to, to your point, what are the Capitals going to do? Because I think after a certain point, you're gonna probably see is sad as it is. And I think it's going to have to happen. A fan base slight, slightly turn and be like, okay, Hey, Al, we love you, but we cannot have you on our team anymore. So he's going to, he's going to wind up in like the desert. Like (laughs) he's going to, he's going to score the first goal for wherever the the coyotes eventually go to um, with their new stadium or something like that. Like pick your, pick your weirdest team, that he's going to wind up on. And that's where he's going to go throw a dart at the, at the board. And that's where it's going to be to like, just stitch along. Like what did Kessel do to just kind of keep the, the playing streak alive? And I, maybe that's a conversation for a different day. Super odd to me that he is like five or something point short of a thousand points. And he's still just sitting on the couch halfway through the season. Yeah, no one signed him. So weird. But, uh, but yeah, um, Alex Ovechkin, you got to, reignite some sort of fire here because i can't stand to watch you like this this makes this physically pains me especially on the other side of things where Sidney crosby still looks like he's 28 instead of 38 yep Yep. that that guy that guy looks like he's gonna play till he's 50 at a high level so uh i need alex ovechkin to (laughs) to find that mojo again because this i don't know we uh, can go man and here's so here's my fear with with him too though so like let's say we don't think he he's hurt Capitals folks said he's not hurt. 
let's say he's in good shape, okay? Here's my fear. He has played such a heavy game. Like, he has played a a heavy game, physical mm-hmm. game. He doesn't... He, he reminds me of watching... If, if there's a basketball comparison, LeBron James. LeBron plays a heavy game. Like, he doesn't glide around. That guy is... That guy plays a heavy game, and Ovechkin plays a heavy game. And so my fear is that he's 38 and it's taken its toll. And now the question is, okay, if that's the case, how do you get there? How do you get him 60 some odd goals? How do you, how do you do that? And as a sports fan, it just pains me because I'm, you know, now I, I didn't, he's not a guy I watched growing up, but he's been, you know, a staple of this league since 2005 or so. And yeah. so, yeah, this is, this is going to be tough. Uh, Bob says, well, while well, I can bring him in after uh, <laughs> and after next year for cap or after next cap hell year. Yeah, you know, I, mm. I don't I mean, I think the Capitals are going to keep I don't see a way to do this. If he was 100 goals from Gretzky, maybe, but he's 60, 60 some on goals. So I think they're just going to stick with it, but it's going to bring them down. I mean, it's going to be a real, real problem. And I did, didn't I didn't want to turn this into an Ovechkin show. But after seeing him in person tonight, and watching this game, AJ, I thought mm-hmm. it was at least worth conversing about because yeah. it was, I think it was worse than I expected, which makes me really sad. Yeah, um, especially like I've had the pleasure of seeing him like in his prime at times come through this building and with family out in the like Maryland area uh, area. I've been able to like, you know, through traveling and stuff, able to see them at the Capitals rink at the Verizon Center. It's just like. He, like he's just so explosive, and he, that that yeah. Crosby. I mean, think about him and um, I want to say him and Ovechkin dueling hat tricks in the playoffs. Like that is what I remember him being, and that's just yeah. Well, and his shot, just, and and like to to your point of explosive too. It's like the shot is so explosive. He he. I don't know. He fanned or broke a stick. He he had a power play uh, chance tonight. I think it was a power play chance. He was in his office, mm-hmm. in the circle to what would have been the right of Gustafson and he fanned it like it and and I mean this was a shot I want to say the last time I saw him play here he scored a hat trick and you know how heavy and quick that shot is I mean that is it's like bang and he just sort of fanned it and and he's never like on the power play don't get me wrong he's always sort of conserved himself so it's it's not like he races around the rink you know it's not like he's a a McDavid type Mm -hmm. but but there's always been that sort of step where he looks like he's probably going slower than than he was, and so he's and so he has advantages, um, certainly. And it looks like that's gone. It looks like he's just a second slow. It looks like things are a second off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am. This is the type of thing you don't want to have to be your problem. So it's good that it's not. In this case, it's good. It's not. I'm the fine. wild's problems. Yeah, being on the outside looking. You don't want to sure. have this problem. Like, like this is why the flurry thing what winding down here is great. Because it's really not your problem. He got, you know, a great guy. Got the record here. Um, Swerve95 says, there, you call Kessel. See if he wants to snap a few in. Yeah, I don't. It, it, there's been a lot of people who have been curious about, like, why Kessel didn't get signed by, like, the Blackhawks when Corey yeah. Perry left. Like, why wouldn't you just bring in a veteran guy that can score some goals? And uh, Phil's a character. I think Phil – I think there's a lot of p- people who have opinions about <laughs> Phil. And uh, I'm not sure that all, all of them would get Phil signed. All right, sir. Um, oh, we should also say 
Yeah. Uh, in fact, hold on a second here. Let me let me grab my line sheet to get this right. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, the Erickson Eck Boldy and Folino line, and I thought the Hartman Johansson Maroon line was was really good. Um, Eck again, Eck and Folino just work their asses off. They don't go away. And and Eck what had? Did he have two goals tonight? Nope. He had one goal tonight and an assist. I, I think, but. That line looked really good. I thought, I thought the, I thought because because as we talked about, Johansson showed up. I thought that Hartman line looked good. Um, but yeah, I guess my I guess my last thought is on January the twenty fifth. I'm gonna say it's a must win game. You got to beat Nashville and you got to yeah. take both points. And it cannot go, in my opinion, into overtime or shootout. I have one less one last kind of thought here before. We, we do wrap up, and that is if the Wild are going to keep this as whoever said it earlier, the kind of Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, uh, yeah. back and forth, ladies and gentlemen, you have to be prepared to not be drafting in the top 10. Um, even, you know, they're, they're going to sit kind of in this 500 level hockey, so you're going to be picking mid teens, but I will give you a sliver of hope. And this is if, if there are, if there is not any sort of hype and I, I'm upset because right now there is a little bit of steam in the hockey community. Kelowna, the Rockets, T- Tij Aginla, the eldest son of former wild killer Jerome Aginla is draft eligible this year. He's currently projected to go 17th overall. This man is a power forward. He's a center. He has played 40 games with Kelowna this season. He's got 55 points under his belt. This kid is an absolute unit. So th- that is going to be like your mid-draft. Like The name alone, I think, props him up a little bit more, but he is flying under the radar, and I don't understand why. He should be like maybe just outside What's the top the size? 10. He's six foot right now, but he's 17 and projected to uh, oh, get a little – yeah, he's going to get a little taller. So, Yeah, you know what? To your point there, I hate being stuck in purgatory. I hate being in yeah. purgatory, but it seems to be the Minnesota sports thing, right? It seems to be the Wild and the Vikings always stuck in purgatory, and and now this this uh, this run will get people excited a little bit. Oh man, they might be back, and it's like no, just accept your fate. But they won't do that. Um, they won't do that, and I don't know how long I trust them, but it's not for long. So we're starting now. There, there's no more uh, slacking for Macklin. We're going to 500 teetering for Tidge. All right? 500. How about just go back into a slump? <laughs> John, that's about, so easy. That's just too logical. You know they're not going to How about that. just go back into a slump? How about trade trade a couple guys and go back into it? This, this team is going to ride. Um, this team is going to ride Patty Maroon and Zach Bogosian right into the ground. They're not going to trade them. They're going to be, you know, it's just... I, I'm sorry, folks. I know I should be excited. They beat the Capitals. I know. But the Capitals look like a beer league team. And the Wild, I, I don't know what they are. They did. They they look. Uh, Bruce Cassidy called the Golden Knights performance against the Devils last night. He said, we look like a, a beer league team. The Capitals literally look like a beer league team. Like, they got some skill. And they had some good players. And you could tell there was a time those players were really damn good. And I'm old because I covered Oshie in the State High School Hockey Tournament for War Road. In this building, and he is an old man now. He is an old man. All right, folks. Uh, great stuff, Age. Thanks much. We will be back with a 
Judd's Hockey Show tomorrow with uh, Declan and Jesse Pierce for our weekly roundtable as well. So check that, that out. Of course, check all the Score North stuff out because we've got uh, Purple Daily. We've got Flagrant Howls. We've got the uh, Twin Show. In fact, if you want coverage of the announcement tonight that Joe Mauer, congratulations, made the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, there is a, a Score North Twin Show right now available that we did live after the announcement. He's AJ. I'm Judd. Thanks for watching.